Welcome to Thank God It's Monday. My name is Tony Aliogan Arafel. Many people start jobs primarily for money and of course a hundred other reasons like benefits, opportunities for advancement and prestige. After a few years or maybe even a couple of months or even weeks, the satisfying security of a paycheck wears off and before you know it, we start dreaming about something different. Maybe a more comfortable pay a more empowering boss or more fulfilling responsibilities and the list goes on. Meanwhile, the culture's choir sings beautiful harmony to our melancholic melody. Find a job where you get to do what you love to do most. Follow your heart. Don't settle for any job you are not passionate about. The songs and slogans are sold by the millions. But for those willing to be honest about our work, at least three realities set in over time. Number one, the dream job simply does not exist for many. Number two, if it does, it either does not pay enough to cover the rent or we are not qualified for it. Number three, an awful lot of work has to be done that no one dreams about, which means an awful lot of the available jobs are not dream jobs. The hard reality is that we can't glorify God in the job we want, at least not yet. But we can glorify God in the job we have. That's where true satisfaction comes from. Culture is relentlessly focused on job satisfaction and how to obtain and sustain it because it is believed to hold the key to our happiness on the job. But the honest truth is that most of these frequent refrains hardly ever add up Yet, we scarcely stop to question them and find real answers and solutions. As Christians, we do have a guide to authentic answers. The Bible is replete with wisdom on how we should view and relate to our world if we want to experience satisfaction. God's creating of the universe is described as work, and this work is called good. Not only does Genesis describe creation as work, but also says that God delighted in his work. As you read through the first two chapters in the book, you learn that God has commissioned humanity to partner with him in cultivating the earth. Therefore, when we connect our work with God's work, we are on the path to experience the internal meaning and satisfaction we long for, which is only found through a relationship with God. Scripture speaks to the importance of work, and it's critical we do not separate God from our work or our walk from God. In his book, Every Good Endeavor, Pastor Tim Keller states, quote, work is not all there is to life. You will not have a meaningful life without work, but you cannot say that your work is the meaning of your life. If you make any work the purpose of your life, you create an idol that rivals God. Your relationship with God is the most important foundation of your life. And indeed, it keeps all other factors, work, friendships, family, leisure, and pleasure from becoming so important to you that they become addicting and distorted." End of quote. It's interesting that King Solomon, the wisest, richest, and perhaps the most successful man who ever lived, implores his readers to appropriately align their priorities in life, 
to experience God's very best. He says in Ecclesiastes 5.19, And it's a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life, this indeed is a gift from God. End of quote. The biblical view of work encourages us to engage in the world in such a way that our work ultimately points people to a God of order, design, meaning, and love for people. Again, Pastor Keller also states, and quote, work has dignity because it is something that God does and because we do it in God's place as his representative, end of quote. Our work, therefore, serve as an external demonstration of our internal transformation. We'll take a break here and I'll be back shortly. When you discover your identity and purpose in God, His desire for your life will become your desire, and you will experience the blessing, joy, and fulfillment only He can provide. This then results in a transformation of our attitude towards our work. The Apostle Paul encourages us to cultivate an attitude in our work that honors the Lord. He says in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, and I quote, Always walk enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. End of quote. Further in Colossians 3.23-24, he says, and I quote, Whatever work you do, do it with all your heart. Do it for the Lord and not for men. Remember that you will get your reward from the Lord. He will give you what you should receive. You are working for the Lord Christ. End of quote. None of this means we should pass on on a job opportunity that will employ more of our gift or a job that we would enjoy more or one that will free us up to do more ministry. But it has everything to do with how we work when God does not open that door, maybe for months, maybe for years, or even decades. Do we know the secret of job satisfaction? Paul says elsewhere, I have learned in whatever job I have to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's my paraphrase of Philippians 4, 11 to 13. What is he saying? 
Very simply put, he is saying, I have great dreams and wonderful desires, but I will never let any of them control my attitude or disposition to life. Paul knew the secret. He passed it along to the bond servants in Ephesus, and he wants you to carry it with you to your job every day. Walk for God from your joy in Him, for treasure far greater than money, recognition, or comfort. Bring those dreams to your day job instead of looking for happiness in your dream job. Thank you for hanging with me today. Enjoy the very best of the week ahead and stay safe. Don't forget to drop me a line anytime. My email address is hello at tonyaliogena.com. God bless you.